Welcome back to the Entry Level Podcast, where we talk about entry level experiences in many forms, careers, relationships, business, side hustles, money, travel, and pretty much everything you can think of. (laughs) We believe if you're always learning and growing, then you will always be entry level at something. I'm Sarah Dudley, and I'm here with my co-host, Lindsay Bernard. Today, we're going to talk about a touchy-feely subject, (laughs) self-awareness. And so if you don't know what self-awareness is, first of all, we're going to get into that much more specifically. But it's really, you know, how are you perceived? What are your strengths and weaknesses? What makes you tick? What pisses you off? (laughs) You know, what can bring you back to base? All the things that, that kind of drive your personality and how aware of those things that you are to kind of influence the people around you and vice versa. So we're going to talk more about what that is, how to cultivate it, why it matters in the workplace. And we're also going to dig into a little bit more about signs when someone is not self-aware or maybe signs that you are not (laughs) self-aware. So Lindsay, yeah. What? Oh, how geez. would you define self-awareness? Oh, Do you have any goodness. good stories around this topic? Yeah. So Sarah has a really good definition of it, but the way that I think of self-awareness is just understanding how you're being perceived in a group, in a work setting, or even with your friends and family. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you make these, if you're around a group that you know don't like certain things and you kind of know that, but you're not aware what you're saying and you're saying things that may offend them or something like that. It's kind of like they kind of roll their eyes, but you don't pick up on the cues. That's what I think of like Mm. self-awareness is when you're not picking up, you're not reading the room, you're not picking up kind of how you're presenting yourself. And I will say, I think it's hard to understand self-awareness and be self-aware yourself. And I know that when I was younger, I had a really hard time with it, but we'll, we'll kind of get into that. And I know you have a, a really good definition of it if you'd like to share that and then we can kind of go from there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's really good. It's kind <laughs> of like just after Googling a few definitions, you kind of get the same basic mm-hmm. answer, the core of it really, which is it's a conscious knowledge of your own character, feelings, motives, and desires. So it's really the fact that you consciously spend time thinking about how your actions and your reactions to other people impact yourself and others. And you actually spend time thinking about why you have those thoughts and those reactions. Mm -hmm. Someone, so to counteract that, someone who is not self-aware is someone that probably does the same things over and (laughs) over again, gets poor results, and then never stops to think about why they get those results. They just assume it's like bad luck. The universe is out to get them. What You know, yeah. something that's not centered around them as a person at all. And so that is what it probably means to have no self-awareness yeah. or, you know, how you act has an impact on people. Whoever's getting arrested right now yes. probably doesn't have a lot of self-awareness. <laughs> this is a city podcast, so if you, you, can get, hear, you get the outside, you if, get the noise. If you can hear the sirens in the background, otherwise that's just a really weird comment that I just made. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, self-awareness is really understanding your strengths and weaknesses, knowing what inspires you, what brings out the good in you, what brings out the bad in you, and avoiding those situations. When you feel out of place, you question why that is. It's just, it's really questioning your thought process, your actions, and your reactions. Yeah, and so you said something in that definition, it's the reaction. It's like, for me, so when I was early in my career, I wanted to, like I've mentioned several times, but I wanted to take the next step. And I had a mentor who was a director level and she sat with me and she's like, look, you're six to eight months you know, out from getting this promotion, but I really think you need to work on your self-awareness. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I like got really offended. And I, I even reacted to her. She's a director, and but I was close with her, but it's still like a relationship. I said, a working relationship, I, I kind of got mad at her in the moment and said, I can't believe you don't, like, what else do I have to do to please you? Like, it's always one hurdle, one hurt. And she goes, that right there, that's self-awareness. Like, she was a director level. I was literally entry level. And I was just spewing how I felt in that moment in front of her. Yeah. And she mentors me and knows I have potential. So she was like, that's what I'm talking about. This, you can't, you, you shouldn't do this. You should take a step back because you're highly respected. But that behavior will kind of put a red mark by your name. And when you get promoted and you're with managers and people that don't know you, you don't want them to think that of you, that you react badly to things. And I, and it kind of hit home for me because I do, I trust her and I respect her and she really helped me get to where I was. And I was like, you're, you're right. Like, wait, how do I fix this? So she sent me to a class, but we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I'm sure you've had similar situations like that as well. Yeah. And I think also some, I think, I feel like different personality types also handle self-awareness differently. I think for me, I am that personality type where I'm just very, I've been like this since I was five years old. Like my, my kindergarten teacher had to call in my parents to be like, (laughs) Sarah spends way too much time just observing and listening and she doesn't engage or interact enough. They were worried that I was going to have like a problem with social skills. And that's just how I've always been. I spend more time paying attention and observing and listening long before you'll see me actively engage in that environment. That's why when people first meet me, they think I'm like shy and quiet and reserved. I I did. And then once you get to know me, I'm like the loudest, most annoying person in the room probably. But that's it's a progression because I need to scope out my environment and understand what I'm working with before I kind of before I just let myself go. And I think there's pros and cons like you can go too far to the point where you're filtering yourself too much. And I don't think that's good either. But if you don't do any of that filtering, if you don't have any of that awareness of like your actions and what you say and what you do and how it affects other people and what your audience is, like who are you around? Who are you talking to? What are they like? What are their personalities like? You have to learn when you're in business, especially to kind of be a chameleon in some ways, like be yourself, but also understand your audience, I think is a major point. And not even like business, it can even be with your friends or your, like (laughs) we have so many friends that Like, I'll give you an example. So we go out to dinner with this friend for three nights in a row on vacation. And every night she kind of embarrasses us sometimes at dinner if she's, you know, little drinking a little too much or just whatever. And one night we were sitting there kind of looking at her like, okay, if you have allergies, she has food allergies. We're like, look at the menu beforehand. And this went on for three nights. And then we get to a restaurant that you can't really, it's like a hibachi place. You can't really look at the menu. But when she was making a scene about it again, all of us were kind of like, oh my God, 
does she know what she's doing right like it kind of you know you're as friends you're it irks you and by the way i'm sure that i do it as well with things that you know i always send certain things and i'm sure some friends you can kind of read the room and be like okay stop doing this or stop saying this and so you can also have a lack of self-awareness with the people around you it doesn't necessarily have to be business and what i've learned is i i feel like i have friends around me that will be like and i'll say this to them like hey if i'm like doing something that's like bugging you or you know i get on one of my rants which we why we have the reckless rant just tell me and just tell me to stop and I'll be aware of it. And so I think like we've developed that in our group of friends, but it's always good to be aware that especially when you just moved, you're in a new company, you're in a new environment to just be aware of kind of how you're being perceived and yeah. social socially. Yeah. I think it's a social. By the way, love you, Kathleen. I know you're going to know that was you. <laughs> <laughs> and we, there we have it calling out. Uh, no, I think you're totally right. I think it's self-awareness is something that's going to, only help you in any area of your life, whether it's work or just socially making friends or with your current group of friends, they don't want to like, you know, ditch you for the night. (laughs) We would never do that, Kathleen. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I think it's the place where you're going to see the biggest impact is probably at work and professionally, because there's actually a correlation between people who have high levels of self-awareness and their ability to become in the future successful business leaders. There was a study where it was like, I think something like a hundred executives were studied and they all had revenue from like 50 million to $5 billion. And the number one predictor of their overall success was having a high level of self-awareness. And I think that like, you think of the people that you admire as leaders. I think of the people that I admire as leaders and the ones that I would want to be like are the ones who are highly aware of the people around them and and yeah. think about people and, and don't just react strongly to things or they're not just always reacting. They, they're, they care and they're building that relationship. And I think a big part of self-awareness is the relationship building. How do you build relationships? Do you know what works best for you? Like for me, I consider myself to be primarily introverted in the sense that I'm not like shy or whatever, but I need my alone time to recharge. And like, it doesn't mean I don't like people or like being around people, but I I need enough alone time to recharge. And if I go too many days without it, if I like, I'm never going to be that person who has plans every night of the week. I am never going to be that person who like, can't go and just take a walk by myself, you know, like I, those are the things that I know because of like listening to my body and just like understanding my times when I get frustrated and what leads to that burnout or what leads to that frustration. Like I've taken the time to understand that about myself. And so now it's like, I can go on a 10 day trip with, with friends or with at work or whatever. And as long as I'm baking in those things that I know I need, then I'm fine. Yeah. You know? No, I think that's a really good point. And it's funny because I'll, I'll, when I had to go to that class, which we'll t- I'll talk about it in a few minutes, but I think what I, I learned about myself was that I'm a reactor. I'm, I'm intense. I'm an emotional and I can be passionate. And so for me, especially <laughs> with our friends or with in professionally, I have to, before I respond to an email or I call someone back, like if I'm, when I see red or I know, I know the feeling inside of me when I get it and I have to literally take a step back and say, do not send this email, do not call, do not 
text your friend, do not do this. And it's really helped me. And then obviously once in a while I'll fall backwards. And I, and when I do, I'm the first one to apologize, you know, like, or, Mm -hmm. and I think that shows my, like how I've grown for self-awareness because I know instantly 10 minutes after I react or I say something like I shouldn't have done, you know, and I know it and I'm aware of it and I can kind of, I'll be like, Hey, look, and I'll call the person back or I'll say like, look, or if it's a friend or something, I'll be like, I know, like, I'm sorry, I came at you that way or said this. I was just frustrated. Let's, you know, be more productive. So I think I'm at the point now where I'm aware of when it's happening. I'm like you said, like, I liked what you said about, you know, how to like solve kind of your triggers and how to like get yourself in a good headspace. And for me, I still struggle with it. I'll be honest. Like I, you know, it's something that will follow me through my career, but I absolutely agree with Sarah that when I look at people that I respect and that I look up to the self-awareness is key. And it's like, they know number one, how they're perceived, but they know how to get the best out of their audience as well, or their employees or, you know, whatever their goals are without just offending everyone. And usually the people, the leaders that I've had that I'm like, whoa, I, they're kind of, you know, or companies I've been at and have had managers where I'm like, wow, this is weird. Like they're pretty nasty or they're pretty, you know, like they're not good leaders. They pretty much, I pretty much have seen them within six to eight months out the door, you know, so, or they've turned over, they've had several different jobs, which also isn't bad, but you know, they jump around a lot. And then all of a sudden you kind of wake up and now it's like, I know a lot of them who aren't even, you know, managers anymore. They're doing, they went back to, you know, doing what they were doing before. And I think self-awareness has just has a huge role in how you move up in your job or just how you enrich your life a little bit in your relationships. Yeah. I think a couple of things on that. I think Yeah, you definitely get to a certain point where if you don't know your weaknesses, the things that are holding you back Mm -hmm. from that next level, you won't get to that next level. Like you can progress to a certain point regardless of your personality pretty steadfastly just based on your work ethic, you know. But when you get to a certain point in your career where it's like, okay, are you management material? Are you a good leader? Are you this? Are you that? There are certain characteristics that people look for. And if you don't have those already, like some people are just natural at it or they give off the perception that they're natural at it. And others, like there are just things that are ingrained in your personality or, or how you grew up or what you're used to or whatever it is that you might need to adjust if you want to be an effective leader. And if you don't have any idea that you're not doing those things. Like I know people who think that they are like the cream of the crop (laughs) when it comes to being a leader. And it's actually, generally speaking, the people who don't sit there and talk about how great they are that are actually probably better leaders because they recognize that they're not perfect and that they do always have things to work on. And those are the people who are always refining and getting better. And the people who are like, I'm so great. I don't need to do that. I don't need to think about my weaknesses or whatever. Those are the people that ultimately do what you said and they kind of fall back. And there was actually, when I was kind of like looking up some stuff for this episode, there was the whole thing about how therapists, especially when they, you know, to become a therapist, you need to have a very high level of self-awareness because it actually helps you relate better with other people when you have experienced other cultures or other life experiences and you can draw upon them to better relate to other people. Yeah. So having not only self-awareness for yourself and who you are and all that, but also gaining life experiences mm-hmm. and seeing how you respond to them and how other people respond to them and how people interact in different environments 
that helps you a have more like empathy for yeah. other people and what they're going through or struggling with and b it helps you just respond better because you just understand it better, yeah absolutely you know? and so it's funny so i'll tell you the back i'll go back to the, the story because i think it's relevant so when i wanted to get promoted and my mentor who was director level said you need i i think i recommend this class level one and level self-awareness <laughs> level one and level two I even told when I came home and I had to go to the three day class, I even told my roommates at the time, like, this is going to be such a waste of time, like blah, blah, blah. But the way they set up the class and I don't work there anymore. So I'm going to, I can say it now. I worked for EMC and by the way, I love it. Highly recommend it. It's great company. I seriously do. They're phenomenal. So, um, but so EMC is a huge IT company that has engineers, salespeople, sales operation people, finance people, you know, project managers, pretty much any type of marketing, any type of job that you think you could get at the, a company like EMC probably had it. And this class, the way they set the class up that it wasn't just all sales reps, it was everyone. So they do that on purpose and they have a good mixture on purpose so that when you're learning about all this stuff, you have different people with different personality types there. And I remember I was like 23 at the time. I'm like, this is, I, you know, I probably went out the night before I took it with one of my friends who was also trying to get promoted. And we were like, this is going to be such a waste of time. The first thing they had us do, and everyone can do this test online. It's called the Myers-Briggs personality type. Yep. And what they did was they were like one-on-one -on -one or like, you know, one individually do this. And then whatever you get for, you know, your personality trait, go put a sticker up you know, go put a sticker on the, they had it up on a board. And so I got ESTJ, which is efficient, outgoing, analytical, systematic, dependable, realistic, like to run the show and get things done in an orderly fashion. And that's what I got. And I actually have taken the test before that and I had got the same thing. So I knew it was accurate, but what the thing was that really, really surprised me was once the whole class of like 30 had put them up, and you looked at the board, all the sales reps got the same thing. Wow. All the finance people got the same thing. And then like, there was a couple groups of, you know, people there that kind of were everywhere. But I just found it really interesting, like how much you really don't know what people, you know, it really just opened my eyes. Like the engineers all were one thing. And I'm like, oh, wow. So like, yeah. Or if they moved, I'm like, so this is really interesting. So when I'm in the rest of the class was, okay, if you're an ESTJ, like these are some of the things that they kind of give you things to help work with, you know, an intro, you know, an introvert person or, yeah. and I just, I ended up finding the class so helpful because it just, they kind of visually like had you go through it. So you're like, you kind of realize like, whoa, when you're around the same type of people all the time, it's really, you must really not know how you are. And that's how I was, you know, I was around the same type of people my whole life or, you know, for the last three or four years. And then I'm like, wow, it was just really eye opening. So if, if you guys haven't done that test before, you literally can go online and do it. It's just worth doing and reading about because it, it's pretty accurate, I think, like, or for yeah. from when I've done it. Yeah. And there's actually a lot of companies now because there's so much consistency, like you said, across like the personality types that succeed the best in different types of roles. A lot of companies give that test now when you go to apply for the job. 
Because oh yeah, they do wonder. Yeah, I, my company I just started at, they made me do like the personality. Yeah, yeah, one of them. Because it it's not a perfect science, but it's a pretty strong indicator of the personality types that succeed in those kinds of jobs. Yeah. And so, so to that point, absolutely, like take it, you know, see, see where you fall. I can't, I've taken it. I was a psych major. I've definitely taken it. I can't remember where I fall. I know I'm an there's, I. Yeah, and, there's like 16 different types. I'm like so. an I and something, I think. I yeah. can't remember. But I also enjoy the Enneagram test. If you haven't taken that, that's another good personality one. But anyway, yeah. back, back to self-awareness. But no, I think, yeah, when you spend a lot of time with the same types of people, and I think that applies, like if you grew up, and, and I definitely did, if you grow up in a place where you don't travel a lot, you are generally around the same types of people, and you don't get exposed to different ways of life, different oh. cultures, different personalities, took my point. different everything. I mean, I grew up in rural <laughs> Vermont. Like we were all exactly the same <laughs> from everything. And so eating creamies, like, oh, creamies. you know, we really should do a fast five on, on the creamies. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a, that's, that's a good one. It's a topic for another day, but, um, maple creamies. And to, to Sarah's point, I, one of our, it was actually one of my work friends who he turned out to be one of my best friends and still is. And he knew my roommates. We called him the sixth roommate. He literally said to me one time, he goes, I'm sorry, I'm not small town naive. And, and it sent me through <laughs> the roof. And, and mind you, I kind of was like, I grew up in Maine. Like, you know, oh, yeah. was, I wasn't like in a major, major, like small town, but I grew up in a town in Maine. I kind of was, like I said, I was around kind of the same people. I made friends at college that were pretty, very similar to me that we all kind of, and so when he said that to me, I'm like, what are you talking about? But he was so right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he was saying it meanly, but just about something different. But I remember I just wanted to like choke him. Yeah. Know? Well, <laughs> anything that conflicts with, and that actually is a good segue into why self-awareness is really hard <laughs> to build because you like nobody wants to feel attacked they don't want to feel like yeah. they lack in anything they don't want to feel like they're wrong or that they're who they are their sense of self is like under fire and so the reason most people either push against developing more self-awareness or just generally don't have it is because you actually have to work at it you have to be very conscious of yeah. what you're doing you like we as people we tend to look for things that already validate what we believe and so, so true. <laughs> and so this is the psych major in me coming out. <laughs> yeah. Like we look for I was things, accounting, so you're not gonna get this from me. <laughs> <laughs> we like we look for things that already validate what we believe. And so for me, when I and I I have strong opinions. I have very strong opinions about a lot of things, especially the fact that a creamy is a creamy, it is not soft serve. <laughs> But I'll accept the fact that there are people in this world that don't believe that. I don't. I don't understand them. They confuse me. But I'll accept she means it. everyone who doesn't live in Vermont, <laughs> for the record. But um. and and so. But yeah, we we look for ways to val. And even when it comes, like this is, I can't believe I'm continuing with this example. But even when it comes to creamies, yeah. like I retweeted something on Twitter the other day because it talked about a creamy in Vermont, <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to do anything I can to continue to validate the fact that it is a creamy and not soft serve because it's part of my sense of self. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. basically the fact that we we always look for things that validate who we are already, and we really should pay closer attention to the things that bother us. Yeah, because generally speaking, if something 
bothers you or rubs you the wrong way, it's because it's contradictory to what you already have as a perceived belief. And at least like give it a chance. Like think about it. Yeah. Like, don't just assume that that yeah. person's wrong or that you are right. Like having self-awareness is just, it's not, doesn't mean that you're easily swayed. It just means that you stop and you pause. And, I understand. Like, like you said, like if you're angry about something, just stop, breathe, pause, think about it. And don't just assume that you are right and they are wrong all the time. Yeah. I think like, um, to, to wrap before our last segment, I think that self-awareness for me, like I mentioned earlier, is just something that I'll constantly struggle with, even though I think I've gotten worlds. I, I think I'm night and day from where I was the last, whatever it's been, what, seven years now, eight years. But like I said, it's like, it's something I have to always think about. It's something that I'll always be aware, aware of. And if, if you're not sure about self-awareness, my guess is that you're probably not self-aware, but I mean, or you struggle with it because if, if you don't, and, and so my advice would just be kind of learn about it, read about it a little bit and just do your best to put it in practice. So that's my, and that's what I had to do. And I'll, and trust me, I was the worst, the least, least, least self-aware person probably ever. And I probably still can be, but it's something I, it's a, it's a challenge, but it's something that now that I'm aware of it, I actually embrace it and when I make a mistake I embrace that too and then I'm aware of it from next for next time yeah and I, I think one of the easiest ways to start to build that is just ask people for genuine feedback yeah. sometimes yep. and and make them like help them understand that you genuinely want to grow and that anything that they say to you is not going to be taken you're not going to get defensive about it I mean maybe you will internally but you're not going to show that you yeah. are angry or upset about that feedback because if you really want to grow, and this is something that I know I struggle with, I hate asking for feedback. I hate, I have yeah. for as long as, and this is something I know about myself, like I really struggle with that whole process because as a person, you want to defend yourself. Yeah. And when sometimes you just need to listen and be like, okay, what can I do differently next time? And I know there have been, like, nobody's perfect. Like you yeah. said, like, there are times I do send that slightly more passive aggressive email than I probably should have because I'm frustrated for the millionth time about the same thing. And in the moment, you're like, yeah, justified. But then minutes after you send it, you're like, I really should, I really yeah. didn't need to. That was mean, like, I didn't need to do that. And so it's just, a, it's a continuous process. You're always going to be doing it for your entire life. Yeah. If, if you're learning and growing as a embrace person. Embrace it. Yeah. Just embrace it Go and learn it. about it. Yeah. So we have a kind of a funny seg uh, ending segment for you. Sarah came up with it. Um, you want to introduce it? Yeah. Sorry, to be able to remember what it was. It's organization. Organization. So apparently my brain is not organized today since it's been a long she's, week. So but, she's um, at, she showed up to record and she's like dressed for meetings and stuff. And I came <laughs> back from the gym. So I'm sitting here in like a tank top. <laughs> and she looks really in. nice and corporate. She had to like, she like looked really put together. I mean, by corporate, she means I'm wearing jeans <laughs> and like a shirt that like I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go to the gym in this shirt. Yeah. That's what she means by. <laughs> and I'm sitting in a shirt that says Saturdays are for the unfit. So like Saturdays are for the boys to so put that in perspective. Perfect. Yeah. So the second, so this last quick segment, we wanted to talk about how we are, how are we organizationally and kind of yes. what weird kind of house quirks we have, because we'll get to mine in a second, but go ahead. Sarah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm definitely not like crazy psycho when it comes to being clean or organized or neat or anything like that. I have like a certain bar that I, you know, like just basics <laughs> when it comes to like house or whatever organization, I'm kind of like, whatever, you know, as long as it's not 
ridiculous. I'll once a week, I'll like spend time organizing and cleaning and doing all that stuff. When it comes to like other thing, I've like little things though, like lately, I've been really into like personal finance and like my budget and spreadsheets and like analyzing it. And like, I can literally and I enjoy it, the travel hacking stuff, there's so much to it that I can literally spend like two hours in my spreadsheet. And I'm just like, happy as a pig, like, punk. I just love the analysis piece and like the organization of it and all the little details around it. It's, I don't know, I, I enjoy, I guess I enjoy. I'm sorry, I just have to point out one thing, happy as a pig. Mind. That's another Vermont thing where the, like, I have a lot of friends who grew up in Vermont and they change sayings, like happy as a <laughs> clam. Like that was supposed to like, but happy as a pig, like a hop, skip and a jump away. Our other friend from Vermont says stones throw. Like just oh, stones throw, that's real. Nah. Sorry, I had to call you out on that. Um, (laughs) No, that's a good one. And I'm the exact opposite. So I'm not like the cleanest person. I mean, there's not a lot of clutter. And usually when people come over, I make sure things are tidy. But I do have a cleaner, a cleaning lady. And she's really nice. And she came over today and feel like I'm always cleaning for the cleaners, you know, whether like the dog toys are out or like my bed's not made or just I mean, I'm sure a lot of you feel that way. And I went out, I had like a little work dinner last night and she was coming over today and I was a little buzzed when I came home and I have this weird quirk that when I'm cleaning sometimes and I'm buzzed, I, I find something and I'm like, Ooh, I need to like hide this. Cause I just always like put things away and I'm like, Oh, I'll remember exactly where I put this. I'll get it tomorrow. And I had found, I wanted to set my iPad aside because I always lose it. And then today I was running around like a crazy person being like, where's my iPad? And I knew I probably put it in a drawer or I put it somewhere. So when Sarah got here, I was like, Hey, can you call my phone? Cause like the phone goes to the iPad and it was literally on t- in my cupboard on top of my plates. <laughs> and so I was like, I think it's coming from the, the cupboard, kitchen. but that's, that's, but that's like an annoying thing yeah. I do when I'm frantically like trying to clean for people coming over or like, you know, making just tidying up or for the cleaners. I just, I put stuff places and I forget where it is and it drives me absolutely crazy. That's awesome. But that's my quirk. But uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much. This was a really good topic. Don't forget to follow us and we appreciate you guys listening. We hit over the 2000 mark. So we were both like pretty excited Mm. about that and just wanted to thank you guys. Awesome. Thanks everyone. Talk to you soon. Follow us on Instagram, Entry Level Podcast. There we go. All right, guys. Have a good one.